Hey, all of you beautiful, amazing souls. Welcome to Soul Diaries, Find Your Inner Serenity podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shaw, founder of Inner Serenity Life Coaching. I'm a spiritual and love coach focused on helping women align with their higher self to create joy, love, and abundance in their lives. The true intent of this podcast is for me to share my spiritual journey and soul's messages with you, hence the name Soul Diaries. This podcast will focus on how you can use spirituality to help you live a more balanced life filled with joy and ease. Throughout the journey of this podcast, we will discover various topics on spirituality coupled with my experiences. If you are wondering how you can start living a happier, balanced life, follow along this journey with me. I've never heard that. Hi, everyone. Today, we are here with a special guest, um, and we are going to be talking about everything around rest, um, what it means, the spirituality behind it, and some of the common beliefs that we have around rest, laziness, and such things as that. So I'm here with Roz. Um, Roz and myself met through a common um, group mastermind and sort of, I call her one of my soul sisters because we were together for six months in that group. Um, And me and her kind of related on a lot of things. So I wanted to bring her on here to talk about this really amazing topic. Um, so Roz, do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, everybody. I am Roz Kincaid. Um, I am um, <laughs> I am the owner and operator of Soul Healing with Roz. I am based in Manassas, Virginia, but I'm originally from North Carolina. So if you hear that Southern accent, that's why. <laughs> um, and just like Irvy said, um, I met Irvy through a group coaching program. And we connected so well and there were so many things came up and Irby and I share some of the same beliefs and experiences and some of the same struggles um, just around being a woman of ethnicity um, in, in, this, in this world, in this business of coaching and healing and personal development. And um, I don't know, I just, I just felt like... Uh, she felt like a safe person. And um, I actually, um, like Irvy, am a coach. I'm a spiritual life coach. I'm also a psychic medium. So I see dead people and I talk to dead people and I read energy and I can often tell what's going on with somebody <laughs> and they don't even have to tell me. And I don't know how I know, so don't ask. <laughs> I, also, um, I also am a, a Reiki master, Reiki master teacher. So I also do energy healing. So um, just like anybody else I'm trying to figure it all out too um but I'm also trying to help people along the way too as I progress I'm also trying to reach back and and support other people coming along this a, a similar path so yeah yeah thank you Roz for the introduction so one of the things that you and I have been talking about I guess um in the last I would say a month or so is this topic of rest and how it's important to us and I think even when we were in the group coaching class we kept talking about the one thing that we needed was just to step away and have the rest so I wanted to first talk about why it is so difficult for us to actually rest and why we kind of just keep pushing forward to the point that we burn ourselves out Um, 
So, I mean, from my perspective and my experience, I am a manifesting generator. So I'm constantly doing until my sacral burns out. And what starts to happen is that I, I burn out quicker than I actually realize. So um, I keep doing, 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 and I'm doing things after the point that I've already burned out. And at that point, it's like rest was needed, like two weeks ago, but like I haven't rested. And so I get to a point where I start to become agitated, frustrated. I do things that are not um, in alignment. Um, and in the group coaching program, I know we learned a lot about like why rest is important. And so um, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what are your thoughts around that, Roz? What are your experiences around kind I of- I mean, similar to you, um, I, I'm a generator, so I get the whole going and going and going and, and you know, rocking it till the wheels fall off and they do fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I understand, you know, pushing past the point of needing to stop until your body just not not necessarily I haven't collapsed, but I have been in a rest period that I can't seem to get out of. And, and I believe that it comes from what's been modeled in family dynamics, um, especially when you come from a family dynamic where um, women work, you know, not, you don't see a lot of women still in the home, um, being stay at home moms, taking care of the kids. Like we gotta, we gotta get out there and hustle and pull our quote unquote, pull our weight and contribute to the family. And and I think that, you know, as society evolved with this whole women's liberation movement um, so many years ago that um, it's it's contributed to that belief that I gotta work for everything that I want. And I came from, I started out in a two parent home. Both of my parents worked, not to mention that I lived in an area where not only did my mama work, but she worked in a factory. Mm-hmm. Her grandparents worked in a factory, so hard labor. So mm-hmm. that that contributed to the narrative even more so that you got to work your fingers literally to the bone to get the little bit of money that you've earned. And so that translate translated to me into um, working hard in school getting A's, getting into the, the honors program, working hard in athletics, going, you know, going hard in the paint, literally, or, you know, making it, it became competitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you start to uh, strike out and I guess, you, you know, get a job, <laughs> you, you got to, you feel like you need to get in an interview and perform and work hard. Like working hard looks starts to look different. It's it's a little bit more covert. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then you're in the workplace. Now you have to compete with somebody else to keep your job. Yes. <laughs> and it's like it's it's always going and going and going and doing and doing and doing and go do this training, get this certification, uh, take this and keep your certification. There's there's no talk of rest anywhere in the di- the family dynamic or um or the workplace because you you can sleep when you die 
Mm-hmm. But but where is life? Where where's the enjoyment of life? Where's there room for the vacation and the time off? Like sometimes the weekend just ain't enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh you know a holiday will fall on a Monday. That's not enough either. And and even I personally found myself taking a vacation from the vacation. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't yes. doing anything on vacation. And so now, um, you know, I've had an opportunity to learn and, and have an awareness that I've been doing this thing all backwards, just going and going and going and not really doing things from an aligned place where I, and, and I told you before, you know, our con- in our conversation before this podcast, look, if I'm, if I ain't feeling it, I'm not doing it because I've been on the other side of doing things that I'm not feeling. They haven't been fruitful. They haven't been productive. They've burned me out. And it's like, I'm tired of being tired. And so when I finally (sighs) hear that side, that, 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 that deep side, when I finally just breathed, allowed myself to breathe and allowed myself permission to lay down, just lay down for a nap like literally lay down and do nothing and send that, send, send your daughter to somebody that will take good care of her. Let the dogs go to the day, you know, to the doggy daycare and just have a quiet house for a moment and just sleep. You know what I found? I found that my body wanted to stay in that state because it needed it. It needed it. Like, like the desert needs water. Yes. And, and, and I was, and then my ego starts to jump up and say, well, you need to get up. You need to get on, get on the stick and start working because if you don't, you can't sleep all day. We got to make money. We got to find clients. We got to go to work. We got to get this done. We got to get this report out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but I don't want to. I'm, I'm good right here laying on this bed with my satin pillowcase, keeping my, my curly hair from bringing off, you know? And, and I think that we've just, it's, it's, it comes down to conditioning, and modeling that as women we we gotta work Mm -hmm. you know abandon all things uh divinely feminine and you need to get in your divine masculine and pull it out and and compete and do Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you it's just um it really is counterproductive it affects your manifestation process it going and going and going and not resting it feeds fear like you're in a fear cycle you really are because if you look at it if you really peel back one to two layers fear is right underneath all of that FOMO fear missing out Mm -hmm. I gotta do something I gotta do something so I'm not missing out I gotta I see somebody else doing this well maybe I should be doing it too maybe not maybe you just need to sit back lay in the cut and just rest and really get your mind right get your mind together and let your body let your energy regenerate and restore and 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 start to feel it's almost like letting your uh body come out of numbness you know when you when your foot falls asleep yeah it's almost like it's it's disabled like i can't walk on my foot 
or my arm is numb. I slept on my arm and, and my arm is tingling. Well, that takes time sometimes to get the feeling back into it. And I think that that's part of what rest gives us. It gives us an opportunity to get the feeling back in our energy, to get the feeling back in our body so that we know we, we know what feels aligned. Yeah. You know, if we just allow our energy to come out of our head, like the head has its place, the mind has its place, but how, how, how well has you being mind driven worked out for you up to this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I know you and I were talking about this before we started the podcast episode, but like specifically for myself, my, in my human design, my mind is not defined and I've been living mind driven and that's what causes me to get into a burnout. Right. Um, the other, the other thing I really like that you mentioned was, um, as women, we are conditioned to think, especially in today's day and age that we have to do more to get further. And it's absolutely bullshit. Like it is not true. And that's actually like, specifically if you're in like a professional job, right? Like you, you talked about competing. Like if you're competing as a woman versus a man, you're thinking like, okay, I have to work twice as much as this man to get where I need to be. Why? Who told you that? <laughs> like, where did this story start from? Where did that come from? Who, where, you know, where did that lie come from? Yeah. Um, and I mean, you, you, you talk, talk to us about your, um, how you grew up. Like for me, my mom did work, uh, did not work. Sorry. She was a stay-at-home mom because my grandfather didn't want her to work to make sure that me and my brother grew up with the culture. Um, we learned the culture, we learned, we kept our, you know, our heritage. And that actually, that narrative actually made me want to work more because like, she kept telling me like, oh, well, I'm a state of mom, but like, I would really like to work. And, you know, when you grow up, make sure like you have to do good in school, you have to go to college, like, so you can work and like, you can have an identity for yourself. And in my head, I'm like, well, what if I want to just be a stay-at-home mom? Like, what if I just don't want to work? Like, but I was always pushed to not having that as an option. Whereas now I feel like if I did not work, the, uh, the viewpoints of others on me would be like, you're lazy or you have it easy or, you know, your life is not as complicated or um, as stressful as ours, or you don't understand what we're going through kind of uh, stories. And it's, it's, it's actually like, I completely feel like it's, it leads people to believe, especially children that are growing up and adolescents to believe that they have to live this life of struggle. And that's the only way that they're going to achieve success. But when you actually realize it from a spiritual aspect, it's the complete opposite. Actually, when we start to rest and we give ourselves space, we can open up um, and we can start to live in the life of alignment and live in a life of flow where we are manifesting the things that we want in our life. And we can't like manifestation doesn't happen from force. It doesn't happen from competing. It doesn't happen from living in that wounded masculine energy. It happens from living in the divine, whether that's feminine or masculine. And it really happens from the flow. And so I feel that 
like my whole life, I feel like I've lived a lie. And like now I'm starting to kind of understand these sort of things, but it becomes so challenging to actually incorporate them because like you said, we've been conditioned to think that if we rest, we're being lazy or, you know, there's some sort of negative connotation to it. Uh, yeah, everything you said, it, being in flow, um, something that something key that you said, um, you spoke about your your mom or your grandmother being a stay at home mom, and and I and I'm willing to bet even with her being a, a stay at home mom, like she burnt it out, mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was probably constantly cleaning. Mm-hmm. She was make, making sure you know cooking. She still like, is. She's constantly doing and she's burning <laughs> herself out. And it's like my grandmother was the same way and she passed it on to my mom and my mom passed it on to me. And so a lot of like a lot of what I am is is based off of that conditioning of like you have to constantly be doing something like I remember growing up like during summer vacation, um, my mom had like a chore list for me and my brother that we had to do. And um, like if we ate something, we put the dishes in, in the sink, we had to wash the dis- dishes like right then and there. Like we couldn't like just walk away and be like, well, I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. She would be on our case until we did the chore or like the dishes or like whatever it was. And unfortunately I have that quality in me now that like, I can't like, if I'm, if I eat something, put the dishes, I'm like, I gotta do the dishes now. I gotta do this now. Like everything has to be now And it doesn't allow me to separate myself to actually take that deep sigh and breathe and actually be like, okay, if I don't do the dishes now, what, what's the big deal? Can we like normalize, like taking a seat? (laughs) Can we normalize, like, you know, taking a break? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, if you ain't got roaches crawling around your house, like, it's okay. (laughs) It's, It's okay that you, you know, may leave the dish in the sink till you know whatever and I think that excuse me I think that there's this if you're not working you're lazy Mm. you're not doing you're lazy that that's another lie um if you you know I don't think that especially if you've come from a, a long period of doing and doing and doing all the time I don't, I don't, and and you make the switch to, okay, I'm going to back this down and not do as much. That doesn't make you lazy. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you lazy when you laying in the hospital with COVID because Mm -hmm. you decided to burn out through a, you know, through the pandemic. Absolutely. Like, listen, the, the the body is going to keep score. The body is going to keep score and it's going to let you know when it's had enough and you know you we have I think and that's another thing about dropping out of the head so much and into the body Mm -hmm. is you have to listen you have to listen not with your ears (laughs) you have to listen with your energy and with your body and like I was telling you earlier you know some of us are going on you know, two, three, four decades of constantly doing and not resting and thinking that if I stop now, then I'm going to be lazy or I'm going to miss out on something. And when you finally decide to make that switch, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really a practice. 
it's, it's really a practice to change that that behavior. And um, mm, another thing that was that was coming up as you were speaking about your experience is, you know, we project a lot, and it's not mm-hmm. only conditioning; it's the projection of what someone wants and can't have, or what they don't want. Yes. <laughs> and 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 people, you know, try to play, you know, savior and say, well, you need to get an education because I didn't have one. You need to make sure you get a good job because I don't have one. But because there's this complex of if you're not if you're not working, you're inferior. If you are working, you're superior. Even if you are working and you're working at this level, there's this there's this nature of inferior and superior dynamic that really is made up is not true again and and i just think it's all bullshit and when you decide to take a rest you you you're going to be met with resistance there's mm-hmm. there's no way around it you're going to be met with resistance whether it's internal or external somebody even your ego your your critic is going to have something to say about it However, what I think is important is you have to be the judge of what's right, true, and best for you and what feels good. And if a, if a, if a nice long nap feels good for you, like whatever happened to kids taking naps during school, like my child is four and she's in preschool. <laughs> and even when she's at the sitter's house, she sleeps, she naps for like three hours and nobody says anything about it. And her mm-hmm. job is to just be a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we grow up and we become adults and now we can't take naps. Yeah. Don't you want a nap? Absolutely. Shit, I want a nap. And sometimes <laughs> you want a nap in the middle of the day and don't want to wait, wait until your work day is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, snap. Okay. I am going to start scheduling. Like there are there is a company and I'm sure there is and I don't know the name of it. I'm sure there are several, but there is probably businesses out there that have a mom and pop or brick and mortar uh, establishment where you can just go and take a nap. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. And so why, why can't we create that for ourselves? Yeah. No, and I, absolutely. And I think the, the, you know, you hit it with the resistance part, right? Like, mm-hmm. When we start to believe that, for example, I really want to take a nap right now. And then in my head, the next thought is like, well, let's be honest. It's middle of the day. Like you got all this shit to do. Can you take a nap? And it's like, oh, I can't afford to take a nap. It's like, it's like we try to like barter with our ego and then our ego wins. And it's like, Right. I convinced you, you can't take a nap because there's still like other stuff that you have to do and just finish the other stuff and then you can take a nap. But then when that time comes, like you don't want to take a nap. You want to do something else, right? Like perfect example yesterday, it was totally burnt out and um, finished my work day at 5.30 and I wanted to take a nap and I couldn't. I just laid there and I just could not. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to put, play some music. And I went to sleep and I took a two hour nap. And then I woke up and I started to feel guilty. Like, why? how did I let myself sleep for two hours? Like I got to do stuff. And like, it's just like, like you said, the resistance plus the conditioning of 
living a life where you're constantly doing and not allowing yourself to be okay and giving yourself the permission to say, it's going to be okay if you don't do these things today. It's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, you're, like we're not like, you know, surgeons here, like trying to perform open heart surgery and we sleep on the job. Like, that's not what we're doing. Like, we're just trying to rest because we need to. Right. And even if you are a surgeon, it's okay if you take a vacation, sir, ma'am. <laughs> and, and another the vacations, you see, I used to be, I used to be one of those, one of those employees who was overly ambitious, wanted to, to do all the things, wanted to make a good impression. So I would like never take a vacation, mm-hmm. I would never <laughs> take a vacation. <laughs> um, and I, and, and until I did. And it was like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> this is nice because, and I didn't want to take a vacation because one, I didn't think whoever was covering me would do do my work the way I do it. Because mm-hmm. I at this point, I had built up a reputation behind my work, my work ethic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Two, um, I was... Like I was scared that I'm going to have all this work left over that I'm never going to be able to catch up. And it wasn't until um, I actually took a vacation. It was a week long vacation. I don't even remember if I even went anywhere, but I wasn't at work. That's the, that was the important thing. I'm not, I'm not at work. I, I would check in email all late at night just to make sure, you know, I just want to keep my, my inbox clean. Mm-hmm. And I was also worried about, you know, work getting done and things moving. See, I, I, I'm a project manager. Well, I was a project manager. And mm-hmm. that's what we do. We, we stay on top of things. We make sure things keep moving. We make sure everybody is in their place and, you know, time constraints are, you know, <laughs> maintained. Um, but then someone... I think it might've been one of my managers. And he was like, do you think that if you go out here and get hit by the proverbial bus, that this work is going to stop? He said, they'll have somebody in your place the next day Mm -hmm. doing the same work. He said, so how how do you think that's going to be different if you go and take a week of vacation off? Like mm-hmm. that replace your ass so fast if something happens to you like this work will get done somebody will do this work and so I reluctantly I took my little vacation and sure enough it got done mm-hmm. I remember going on uh, maternity leave um <laughs> maternity leave for thing I was I I was like no I'm going on a maternity leave for six months I'm not doing this little three-month shit like I I got a baby (laughs) my first baby at that Mm -hmm. so three months ain't gonna work for me so in the three months um and this is this is an example of the resistance that kicked up but you know those jokers called me texted me emailed me wanted me to work while I was on maternity leave and, 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 and emailed me and called me and contacted me about shit that didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. They could have, you know, figured out themselves. So 
be ready for the resistance and 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 what my response was and it had to be like I had to make myself a priority like I I I had to I had to get to a point where enough is enough I'm tired of being tired I really need to rest I really need to focus and Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I would have you know done something like that if if it wasn't you know something like a baby coming into my life (laughs) so it was kind of a blessing because at that point I didn't think I was even gonna make it through the pregnancy because they you know worked you know worked me into the ground they they swept me like a new broom yeah um but I was met with a lot of resistance in the way that I had to overcome that resistance is like I had to hold my boundaries like I had to like tell people multiple times, please do not contact me. I am on maternity leave. Go talk to so-and-so who's in charge of this now. And, and, and that's what I oftentimes tell my clients who have this same struggle. You are going to have to hold your boundary. You can't just, some for some people, you're not going to be able to tell them no one time. Mm-hmm. They, they're not going to hear you. you need to show them Mm -hmm. what you're talking about and and it's also believing that yourself right like I feel like sometimes people create boundaries because they think they have to but they don't themselves believe it and so what starts to happen is that they cave in and like somebody will be like oh blah 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 and then you're like oh let me just cave in and do it once and then it's like there goes your boundary. Now you have like established like this unbalanced thing. And so it's like, you have to hold truth to yourself um, and to that boundary. And, and, and to that point, the only time you actually understand all of these things about keeping a boundary, what that boundary looks like, um, if you're in alignment with it, is when you allow yourself space to become aware of that. And that space only comes when we are rested. It doesn't come from a constant place of doing because when we're constantly doing, we're in a state of um, where our mind is getting a lot more stressed out, a lot more frustrated. So we're acting from just a constant reality, like a constant reaction. We're not stepping back and actually feeling into like, okay, this doesn't feel right. Or, okay, I just, can I, like, what does this really mean for me? And am I going to be able to do this? Yeah. You're constantly on autopilot. Yeah. yeah and not really responding from that gut or your heart or you know just out of your out of your body um I don't think we we allow or or have given or have allowed ourselves to have the permission to really slow down because we we live in such a fast-paced society you know um something else came up but I forgot what it was but I'll, I'll remember it and it'll come back Oh, it had to do with even in the workplace, mm-hmm. even even as technology evolved and is still evolving, not only now, okay, work more, work more, but now we're being asked to do more with less, mm-hmm. do more with less resources, do more with less people, do it for cheaper, do it, do all of these things for this little bit. Mm-hmm. And that. It, and it kind of just feeds that monster again and it kind of keeps you in that matrix yeah <laughs> you know, it, it keeps you in that matrix and it also keeps you from expanding consciousness because you feel like I'm stuck in this human experience where 
I'm I'm going to work, coming home, rest, going to bed, going to work, coming home, going to bed. And, you know, it, it kind of, it pushes your, the reality of your dreams further back. And that's why it's important to have boundaries, to have, to slow down, to really feel into like something's not right. Like my body doesn't feel right. Like I don't get a good feeling about this. And I, or, or you hear that uh, voice in the back of your mind say, I, really, I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of times when you do that thing, it's because you're either trying to please somebody else. It's either like, mm-hmm. you feel like you have to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, it's coming from a place of like, well, if I don't, a place of fear, like if I don't do this then this thing is going to happen, or what if like, I don't do it and such and such happens. Um, it's not coming from a place of, of leading with your soul. It's coming from a place led from your ego. And so, and 99.9% of our life is led that way. Um, only because we have not learned how to lead from our soul. We don't know what that means. And so, what are some tips um, for people that are listening to this? If they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, I, I would love to rest, but how do I get to do that? How can I like start to rest? How can I stop like overdoing? And like, when can I, when do I apply these things? Mm. I think the first thing, the first thing that comes to mind is to start small. Taking mm-hmm. advantage of pockets of time where nothing is happening and even before that is having the awareness like okay it's quiet nothing's happening nobody's asking me for anything right now Mm -hmm. um I don't need to do anything right now and just taking advantage of those moments those pockets of time to just simply breathe I don't think we breathe enough we hold our breath Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're waiting for the sun to fall out of the sky or shoot a drop, or um, the earth blow up, or what have you, but we need to breathe. Mm -hmm. We need to breathe, and we need to feel, and I don't care if it's it's one whole minute, Mm -hmm. or five minutes, take a beat, just take a moment, take advantage of the moments where you notice it's the quietest night it might not be you know completely quiet but take advantage of the stillness and create more stillness and I guarantee you that will start to open up more ideas of where else can I rest you know another thing is look at where you can call in some reinforcements hire some help you know, ask, ask somebody to do you a favor. Well, let somebody else do that shit, you know? <laughs> like, do I really need to be doing this? Can somebody else do this for me to create more space on your plate or, or create more bandwidth in your day that you could be doing what you really wanted to do? And what you really want to do is just go outside and eat lunch in, in the grass or, you know, go put your feet in the pool if you're somewhere warm you know, or whatever, take a drive, something where you, you can unplug. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the other thing that comes to mind it's funny because i i spoke to um some co-workers i did like i did a talk about this with some co-workers um listening to your again listen to your body we there there has to be at some point where you listen to to your body whether it's in the morning excuse me or if it's at night you know how do i feel after i've spent all of my energy on this day and what happened in this day that i spent my energy on and do i want to spend continue to spend my energy on that even if you feel like you still need to stay in a job you're not ready to quit a job or find another job or anything like that start to look around at what what you do have your hands in or what plates you do have in the air and and really decide do i want to continue spinning this wheel do i want to continue you know, have doing it this way. I really think it's important to, you know, use the support that's around you, even if it's at home and you're a stay-at-home mom and um, you take care of kids and clean all day. It's like that man works here. That man lives here too. Your husband works here too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or lives here too. Excuse me. Um, he, he can clean up a bathroom. You can still ask for some help. Can you help me mop the floor? Can you get these dishes over here? Bust these suds. (laughs) (laughs) Help me out. (laughs) And it's it's okay to to ask for help because look at what not asking for help has done. Mm -hmm. What is not working? And what I mean by what is not working, like what is draining my energy? What is not restorative? Mm -hmm. And stop doing that. Like take small steps to stop doing it. Like do it, like stop doing it a little bit, (laughs) you know, because I know for some people like, well, I just can't stop doing this. People depend on me and it it gives me an identity and, you know, it makes me who I am and have a reputation and people depend on me. Well, what if you didn't do that and it helps somebody become empowered and a responsible adult? We're not talking about kids. We're talking about grown as abled body adults yes like stop you know make people you know responsible for for their own lives and it'll also help you to focus more on yourself when you stop doing everything for everybody I think I'm going down another direction with this but (laughs) I I feel like somebody out there feels me hearing this I absolutely do feel you I feel like you're like speaking from my my mind um, because I'm absolutely going through it on a day-to-day basis so two things that actually came up that you said that I just wanted to mention the first you when you gave the example of your manager telling you that you know you just need to take the vacation because you'll be replaced the next day if you get um if you're not here and I the first thing that came up when I heard that is like why do we make ourselves available to be treated in a certain way where we know we're like we know we're replaceable at this one place but we we make ourselves available to do everything there but where we're not irreplaceable which is for ourselves Mm -hmm. for what our body for what our soul needs for what we need in our life we treat it as like oh whatever like whatever I'll get to that I'll get to that eventually yeah we don't make ourselves a priority but you know as soon as somebody uh, you know um puts a value or a price tag mm-hmm. or or attaches some 
some incentive to to what we contribute or our work then then we make it then to us it becomes valuable and and i think right. it, it needs to it needs to be the other way around yep yep we need to start to give ourselves you know and i always say this like the validation that we seek it actually comes from inside of us it doesn't come from outside of us if we keep seeking the validation and the value from outside of us we're only feeding our ego, but our soul is still depleted because we haven't been listening to our soul's voice. And so until we don't do that, we can't live that life of, you know, joy or love or freedom or whatever it is that we are looking for. Like we're always going to be chasing the next thing to get to whatever we think is like a life of happiness. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing that you said that um, that came up for me was when we were talking about um, kind of listening to your body. So one of the things I wanted to mention is like a lot of times when we're constantly doing and we're burning ourselves out and we are, you know, our thoughts become our reality. So we're constantly thinking like, I have to do this thing. If I don't do this, this will happen. This person depends on me. These thoughts, if they're coming from a place of fear or a place of, um, whatever it may be, like a place of not feeling worthy or a place of not feeling enough or a place of um, feeling inferior to others, it starts to manifest in our body in other ways. And so like our body is very, very smart. Like it will give us the signals and especially because we're in this vibrational frequency, like things will just, you know, get sucked into ourselves and start to manifest inside of us. And so like, you know, if you are burning yourselves out and you start to realize like my low back is hurting or my leg is hurting or I have a headache. Well, try to think a little bit deeper into what has your life been like in the last few weeks to lead to this ailment in your body? Because a lot of times the ailments that are in our body are coming from emotional um, like places of emotional um, traps that we kind of do, like it traps that emotion inside of us. It traps the vibrational frequency of whatever that thought was and that moment with that match with that emotion inside of us that we don't realize it in that moment in time, but then it starts to manifest and then we're like, okay, this hurts. And we try to go about and like, okay, I'll just pop some Tylenol or Advil that's not going to help you. You need to go deeper. You need to go way deeper and try to really understand what the body's trying to tell you. And a lot of times resting is the best medicine that you can give yourself to align yourself back to where you need to be. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, I think you touched on something that's, that's key where the body is holding the vibration and as, as a Reiki practitioner, I find this a lot. People come to me with physical discomfort. Something's wrong with their shoulder. Um, they got a headache. They can't sleep. And the first thing that I do is I, I look at the energetics. Mm. You know, I, I, I really have to look at the energetics and help people become aware that because you have been doing and not addressing and not really changing behaviors or mindsets or or having awareness yet and it's not and no judgment you know sometimes you just don't know um that when you ignore the energetics that that energy starts to build up and it creates a blockage and then that blockage creates a pain in your body 
a pain in your emotions. You start to become resentful. You start to become angry. You get depressed. You get uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're becoming a crazy person. Sometimes there's no clarity because there are so many things going on in your mind and so many things on your to-do list that, you know, that you shouldn't even be, well, you, you probably don't need to be doing. You know, you're, 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 you're trying to control so many things that are really out of your control and it shows up in your hands or in your knees, mm-hmm. you know, or in your back. So I, I really encourage people um, to, to really not only work to change behaviors and mindsets and, and you know, do therapeutic things and get into coaching, but also it is, it is key, but because we are energetic beings, we're pinched off pieces of source. You have to address any and everything from the energetic side. Yes, absolutely. And I think that is, that is very key. Like what you mentioned in terms of us being energetic beings, like, I think what we think, or when we were first trying to dive into learning that it's it's kind of like well no I'm I don't even know what that means so I'm just going to ignore it sort of and do what you know I'm conditioned to do and that's where the resistance comes from right it's it's right. actually the resistance of okay I'm going to live my life the way I've always lived it and everybody else is living it this way so who are you to tell me that I could live a life differently and it's going to be better for me. I don't believe you because not enough people are living that life. Right. And the answer is I'm not. I am nobody to tell you anything about your life. Your own uh, experiences and your own body can tell the story for you. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you don't like, don't listen to me. <clears throat> listen to what you're receiving as your life experience. What are you experiencing right now? Yeah. Let that be the, let that be the evidence. You don't, you don't need to, I don't need to tell you anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I always say this, like our soul has lived so many eons more than our body has, right? And like our human body has, and it has wisdom in there if we want to tap into it. Like I personally, like sometimes when I'm giving talks or when I'm invited to do certain things, or I get inspiration, like things are downloaded inside of me or are like coming up from inside of me wisdom that I didn't even know I held, but it's there. It's there. It's really there. And for me, sometimes when I look back and I listen to myself or I, I read that thing that I wrote and I'm like, is that me? That was me. Like, where did that come from? (laughs) Sort of thing. And it's, it's, we don't spend enough time with this part of us because, you know, our society has, you know, taught us to live quote unquote in this matrix and the truth to happiness is actually living in this other part of us, but blending it with living in this human experience, right? Like it's not to say like completely ignore everything you're doing. If you're working a job right now, quit your job and just go in like the Himalayas and start meditating. Like, no, that's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is start to incorporate break start to incorporate even if it's a minute like you you know like you're in a meeting and it's stressful and you can't like you can't function mute yourself and breathe walk away and breathe for a minute nobody is going to say anything to you even if you're in that room 
with a group of people and you can't handle it, excuse yourself from that room and just say, I need to take a moment. I need to take a break. If you had to go to the bathroom, you're not going to pee right there. You're going to take a break to go to the bathroom. So this like, is- nobody's going to say anything. Excuse me. I need to use the ladies room. Exactly. I'm going to say, no, sit your ass down and be <laughs> hold your bladder. Like who's, who's saying that? <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's, it's, we need to allow ourselves the permission to actually rest and give ourselves the break that we need. Mm-hmm. You, nobody nobody knows your body better than you um I actually have a, a close friend of mine who's been suffering with fibroids and she's been back and forth to the doctor and communicating with the doctor and she's like you know what I'm gonna just figure this shit out on my own she said I'm no doctor but I know my body and mm-hmm. my body should not be doing this you know and, and now listen this is not a uh, uh advocate <laughs> you know i'm not advocating you go and start performing su- performing surgery on yourself or using dr google to self-diagnose but in concert with your doctor's uh knowledge and professional uh experience you 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 know what's not right in your body mm-hmm. you know what's right and not right for your body yep. just like excusing yourself to go to the bathroom you know you need to go pee so you don't let somebody stop you from going to pee from relieving yourself Mm -hmm. you don't need anybody's permission to do that yep you're not a puppy who needs to be uh collared and leashed and walked outside to, to to do what you naturally do and rest is natural to all of us honey god rested he worked seven that man well to me god is a man um <laughs> but god worked all what six days six days and rested day off yeah he rested the seventh day so why can't you yeah why can't why can't we as energetic beings pinched off source do the same thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that's enough permission for me absolutely that's enough permission for me like well god did it so why can't i yep absolutely well thank you Roz, for joining is there any final words that you want to share with our guests today well i just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to come on here and just share some wisdom and insight and experience with what it's like to not rest and what it feels like to rest <laughs> um I, I i truly do hope that something that i've said encourages or wa- or awakens something up in people to make a shift for the better to make a shift that um you know allows you to take back control of your life um so that you can see all of the you know the change that and, and the difference that you really want to see in your life and if anybody is interested in connecting with me, you can connect with me on social media at Soul Healing with Roz. That's Facebook and Instagram. Um, I do, if I may, I want to share because mm-hmm. I do have an opportunity um, for people to work with me. Um, I am uh, offering uh, eight sessions uh, and one complimentary energy healing or intuitive reading for three people. Um, to work with me I'm actually in pursuit of my uh, 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 accredited coach credential from ICF I'm trying to move on up in the coaching world and you know evolve and grow because listen it's it's always uh, an evolving and path of growth 
And so in order to meet um, the requirements of my training, as well as the requirements of my certification, um, I am inviting three people to, to work with me as case studies. So if that is you and you want to work on finding balance and you want to work on creating a space for rest and you feel overwhelmed and you have these limiting beliefs and you can't really get out of that thought cycle of it, then I invite you to contact me at hello at roskincade.com. Um, yeah. And that's it. Because I would love to work more and go deeper with people on this because I think it's a Absolutely. real problem. <laughs> I think it's a real thing. And I really feel like if we can, if we as a society can break through these misconceptions and, and antiquated beliefs around work and rest, we would all be much happier and much healthier. Yes. And I absolutely believe that. And I want to thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me and talking about this because I'm just as much passionate about this as you are. I've lived a life where I'm constantly burning myself out. And um, I totally believe that the shift needs to happen where we start to create a narrative where resting is not you know, quote unquote, being lazy or quote unquote is a bad thing. It's not. And we need to stop judging ourselves and we need to give ourselves the permission to allow ourselves to rest and give ourselves the things that we absolutely need to feel complete and to feel aligned. Um, and so thank you so much for doing this. And for, for everybody that's listening, thank you so much for joining our podcast episode this week. We'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shah. If you liked today's episode, please leave a comment and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll leave my link for Instagram and Facebook in the details below. As always, peace, love, and light. Namaste. Thank you.